0: Star date nine nine eight eight three point nine five. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery podcast, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast about new and classic Star Trek. I am the board queen who has intercepted the com once again, Mariah Gossett, and I'm so excited to have me uh, to have, uh, join us tonight. We have Sabrina from the Sci-Fi Sisters. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. What's going on? I'm so glad you're here. I think this is going to be such a fun conversation about Picard. We've already been jibber-jabbing behind the scenes, Um, but I would love for you to uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and our viewers this evening.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Sabrina Wood, one of four co-hosts of the podcast Sci-Fi Sisters, part of the Trek Geek Network. And uh, we are four women that talk about Star Trek from a Black girl's point of view. So, hang on to your hats because we got some stuff to talk about tonight about this episode of Picard.
0: Woof! We got so much to talk about. I'm really excited to dig into everything, but just a few uh, pieces of housekeeping and some reminders for this evening. If you would like to interact with us in the chat, um, there's a few ways you can do that. We will kind of see your conversations going on. But if you want to catch our attention, have a question for us, you can type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital POD in the chat, and we will take a look at that. And also, there's a particular time in the episode, we're about to get there, where you might have some spicy takes, some thoughts, some hot freaks or hot takes if you will and we will get to that in just a moment but you can type a capital hf for your hot freak when we get to that point in the episode um we are going to be talking about the seventh episode of picard in season two uh this was directed by joe uh mendez and written by jane mags and i'm really excited to get all of your your hot takes here sabrina um and if you would like to support this podcast in other ways, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash Star Trek Pod. Uh, and you can also find us anywhere you get your podcasts and hang out with us on the live stream on YouTube. So I hope you find all of the ways to interact with us. You can find all the links and more at startrekpod.co. Sabrina, where can people find your podcast?
1: They can find our podcast at trekgeeks.com forward slash sci-fi sisters you can also see us on youtube as sci-fi sisters youtube that's it awesome
0: perfect all right well i think it's time we perchance start to get into some uh some thoughts some feelings some hot freaks Grant lives on with us as our Hot Frakes voiceover. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but Sabrina, as you're joining us for the first time, so our Hot Frakes is just a quick 30-second to one minute. Your tantalizing thoughts, your first impressions,
1: things you've got to get off of your chest. What did you think about this episode of Picard? Well, I thought this episode was a mishmash of things. And I, I don't know where all these threads are going and how they're all going to tie together, but I hope they do. But first thing I have to say is, did Rios flunk temporal mechanics in (laughs) Darklight Academy? That's that's the first thing I got to say. You know, all right, that's my thirty seconds. He needs to go back and taking that take that course order over over.
0: Yeah, someone someone might have skipped a few days in class. There's some some issues here. I can see the inklings of how we're going to get to our eventual temporal wars that I think are playing into what effects are starting.
1: Yeah, Cristobal are. did the whole thing. <laughs>
0: our our Star Trek discovery career in the future. Um, But yeah, I'm right there with you as a mixed bag. There were some moments I really loved in this episode. Um, There was some like very moving emotional like um, spots. I also really loved a lot of our fun little guest stars that we got this episode too. Um, I continue to love um, Ito's uh, Guinan. I think she's doing an incredible job. Yes. It's That was probably the shining moment for me in this particular episode was um, her interactions with Picard. But yeah, otherwise, there was a few things I felt like, and, and I've said this about a couple of the episodes this season, I always feel like we're taking like, two steps forward eight steps back every episode exactly and i and i'm just craving a little bit more closure um and and we'll kind of get into that when we talk about Picard and, and his memories here mm-hmm. for a minute but um i would love to check out what we've got going on in the chat let's see what we got here michael l said pod this episode was a journey <laughs> throughout this season uh was going to be about Thought this season was going to be about childhood trauma and abuse. Turns out it's more nuanced take on parental mental health, still digesting it. Yes. I definitely think there's a little bit of a, we all kind of thought something was going to be going on here, potentially with like the father and mother's relationship. Is there a potential for, um, kind of exploring what it means when there's abuse in spousal relationships, but it's seeming to be a little bit more complicated, which mm-hmm. um, I'm all for exploring the complicated. So I hope it, it continues to, to spark some good discussions. Uh, let's see here. Choopy says, Hot Freak, the episode was like a maze like Picard's mind. I agree. We do it on quite a few twists and turns. Um, there was a lot going on in this particular episode. And Kian says, Hot Freak, More Jamie Callis, please, Dr. Baltar can always come play someone other than Picard's dad. I agree. I'm kind of sad that this is this potentially could mean the closing of any possibility of him coming and being in a Star Trek uniform in the future. But Perhaps, uh, you know, we love to recycle actors in different roles in Star Trek.
1: So (laughs) put some some alien stuff on him. He'll be fine. (laughs) He'll
0: be fine. We'll figure out a way. He can he can be a voice of a computer, potentially. That could be fun.
1: A hologram. They need to to bring him back. I loved it when I saw him sitting there. I I know. know. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. I know, and I, I used to binge.
0: Battlestar Galactica was like my undergraduate show. We would just like binge that on a weekend, and just have a back when you had to like rent DVDs to binge things, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Oh, oh, those days. <laughs> uh, Marge says, "Hot break, very emotional exploration of Picard's childhood with a mom with mental issues." If yeah, some interesting stuff. I'll keep an eye on the chat. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into some of these main discussion points and things I wanted to chat about this episode. Um, I think the, the big thing we definitely explore the most, the, the A storyline for sure, is Picard's memories and his relationship between his mother and father. What did you think about um, that whole kind of mental sequence we had going on between him
1: and Tallinn? Well, honestly, because it's so heavy, the thing that they're trying to get to that I don't want to make light of the scenes because they were trying to tell us something very important. But, you know, I kind of want to get back to the temporal reality, but um, it was great. I thought the direction of it was wonderful. And I I love the look of it, even though I'm getting a little tired of all of these dark scenes where you can barely see what's going on.
0: It's a trend across television oh, that I my hate. God. You know,
1: he's like, <laughs> Turn on my, the lights. <laughs> Is it my television? I'm trying to see what's going on. But um, I, I did, my favorite part of the whole dream quest and sequence w- was the part between Picard and the, and the, uh, the doctor who I, I enjoyed listening to that. I enjoyed listening to that whole thing and watching Picard totally in the tuxedo slumping down in a chair now he's got the tie hanging off. He's, he's like, he's looking like he just got beat up in this, in this thing. So that was interesting. I mean, I absolutely just, you know, glaze over when they, the kid is stuck in the thing. I just, I'm sorry. I just cannot stand it. But <laughs> I just wanted to move along. But um, I enjoyed the idea of uh, Talon going into Hacker's memories. I thought that was cool. Even though you know this sort of thing we've seen before, I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. Michael Burnham going back and having all this childhood trauma and having delivered it for years, and then she finds out it's not really what happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's going on? And then we had we had um, even Cisco stuck in a place where he couldn't yep. get out. So, you know, this has happened to a lot of kids. This is not something that in we were talking about this episode before having some sort of a not a, a, a mental issue problem thing. It's not something that would keep you from the captaincy. You can Mm -hmm. function and do this, even though you have these issues behind you. You just, you know, have to tough it through. So we've seen Burnham tough it through, Cisco tough it through. And now we're realizing that Picard has had to do it too.
0: Yeah, I think it's, and I appreciate that about Star Trek saying that you don't have to be a perfect being to be a good leader, right? Okay. Um, and and I agree. I love the interactions between Picard and and Jamie Callis's uh, performance of Picard's father slash the psychiatrist as you yes. well, think of it early on, um, which I, I felt like I was like as soon as I realized that. Oh, this has to be someone that Picard has conjured for a reason, right? Like, can't just be like a random person in his mind that it's going to have some significance. I was like, is this the adult, this version of like his brother or his dad? You know, like what is this like male figure that we're sort of getting here? Yeah. Um, I thought it was
1: Talon at first. You know. Oh yeah, like I I thought it was her coming in to hack the thing out of him, and then I realized no, she isn't even in there yet. It's like, oh my god, that's the who is this guy? (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. That would have been uh, when he was just talking and you hadn't seen anybody at first too. I thought it was going to be Q for a few to like Mm. mimic the scene with Renee and Q. Um, But yeah, then we got the reveal that it was Jamie Callis and um, I thought they could, I I really appreciate. So, um, so you don't know this Brita, but like I have um, family with pretty severe like mental illness. And so I always appreciate when they kind of, go into this place where it's like there are alternate realities for some folks, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are spaces and dark places that people live. And like, it's not always the same reality as the other people that are within their realm, right? Like it's, it can be very different. but I almost wish they had been more explicit with, with Picard's mother because I know in, in like, I'm not a huge TNG. Like I I wouldn't say I have like the largest lexicon for TNG. I was a Voyager gal. So (laughs) um, go
1: ahead, um, lay it down. I know TNG,
0: (laughs) but we've seen his mother in other instances in TNG where he has like, he sees his mother as like an older figure. And so I, I can't, I can't remember. Did his mom
1: pass? Like it, it, when he was a child, yeah. The, the, uh, okay, I said I know TNG, but maybe I don't. Um, and I thought the woman that we saw in TNG, I thought that was his grandmother. That we saw okay. a scene where he was having tea with her, and yeah. yeah, I thought that was his grandmother. And I, I really don't think we've seen his mother, but you know, stop tell me in the chat if I'm wrong, but yeah, let us I know. I don't recall him really ever addressing anything about his mother his father of course
0: right yeah we know that they didn't get along and I think there's like moments in TNG where he talks about like how his mom was really into music and and kind of more of the arts right like I think he got Mm -hmm. his appreciation of the arts from his mother Clyde you're in the chat thank you um (laughs) let us know um if it was his mom or his grandma but um I you know then I was left wondering like did she eventually you know in in the words that they're using in the show, right. Like succumb to the darkness to the point where she was unable to mother or to the point where she was, mm. you know, no longer with them, you know, and had passed or like, what's the, what was the situation kind of there because we're sort of left with this child Picard um, potentially rescuing his mother. That's what, you know, we left off that there's more to that story. Right. So I think we'll get the rest of it, but I, I, so wish we had sort of finished that that timeline, if you will, right. so that we could move forward, like you were saying, into the current situation of trying to fix space-time <laughs>
1: in order for us to have yeah, a future. And save, and save the galaxy one more save time. Save the galaxy one yeah. more time. Yeah. Yeah. You, guys, you guys got things to do. You got fish to fry. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not really sure about that. And I think they're doing this on purpose because there was a lot of void there about Picard's mother. You heard so much about, his brother and mm-hmm. his his father and even his you know even even his nephew you know but I don't recall much about his mom but um, but yeah I did I did I I appreciated um, you know once Talon got there and Picard was there and the young boy was there mm-hmm. it was I thought that was really cool so the the levels of the dream you know from the psychiatrist's office to the boy himself. You know, going through what he's seeing in his mind and talent coming in. I mean, it was all great, but it was just like, golly, <laughs> did we go this long with the prophets and Cisco? No, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're going to have to figure it out. But yeah, I agree with you. I really liked when Tallinn um, finally showed up. And then what did you think about, I, I kind of got the hint that potentially she's either using Romulan technology or that she was Romulan because the earpiece that she put
1: on had a pointy ear on it. Yeah. No, um, and she's in the previous episode too. She said something in, and it was in Romulan. Right. And I, I said last week, Oh, she's Romulan. Listen, <laughs> And then, yeah, the earpiece, I think, definitely is Romulan stuff. Uh, You know, who else would have, what was it called? A neuro-optic interceptor. Interceptor. (laughs) That is so Romulan. That (laughs) That is straight up Romulan. So, yeah, I think it was definitely something she got from the home world.
0: Yeah, they're like, we're not, um, you know, like Zen enough to mind meld. (laughs) So we have to have a device. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna
1: put a thing on here. We're gonna come right for you. Yeah. I love that she gave him that piece of herself after, you know, she had learned so much about him. She says, I'll tell you a little bit about me and then showed him the ear. I just love that. That was so cute.
0: (laughs) I, yeah, I also appreci- like that too, that it's like, oh, I've now literally seen the inside of your head. Let me at least tell you a little bit more about myself. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll just give you an ear, an ear tip.
0: <laughs> a little ear tip. Um, so, yeah, we also uh, kind of our, our B plot line here is Seven and Rafi are trying to find our Borg queen, Girardi, as she is taking on Los Angeles. <laughs> Um, which we did get a fun cameo. So the the bar singer is actually um, Sir Patrick Stewart's r- in real life wife. Um, she
1: was oh, the singer in the bar. Look, I you know I knew she had to be somebody or something because I don't know why she looked familiar to me, but you know I thought it was some callback to some old girl group or something. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I said somebody will tell me.
0: Yeah, I also I was like, oh, we're lingering too long for this to just be generic bar singer. So exactly. then I, I did a little googling, and I was like, aha, <laughs> here we are. Um, but yeah, I think Girardi's having you know the time of her life, while not actually being present for it in some ways. The Borg Queen slowly tries to take over her brain, um, but I think it's interesting that the Borg Queen is like. Using Girardi in a way to like gain people's attention, right? She's like sultering around Los Angeles in this like plunging neckline red dress and getting, you know, the patrons' attention. But then it's like, oh, I'm not gonna just like maybe punch a dude in the face. I'm gonna just shatter a window and come off as like a total
1: bananas person. Oh, <laughs> tune. Yes, <laughs> I am loving Allison Pill in this. I I mean, I loved her last season and uh she is just bringing it every time and so is um Annie uh, who's playing the board queen but you didn't mm-hmm. see her in this episode but um my god i i love this storyline almost as much as i'm loving the the young Guinan storyline and so I, I i get kind of irritated when <laughs> we go back to <laughs> we go back to the chateau in the in the basement i'm like no give me more gerardi but um the thing about seven and and raffi though you know i'm a little disappointed with that whole telling of their story because you know here's Rafi telling everybody they're the main event and blah 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 but they're presenting this relationship as if it was something you know it's just innuendo it's just kind of little like i'm like go for it if you're gonna say that these two are together and they're the main event and they're the lovers and blah 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 we haven't seen these two do anything more than hold fingertips and i'm yeah. like this is like hallmark Like, what are you doing here? Am I waiting till the end of the season to get the one kiss from these two? Like, give me something. But um, I, I just, I'm taking a point away because that whole love story is just being played out like something from, you know, the 60s or something
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm like if you're I need like a good like we've had an argument and now we're going to like have the like we're angry makeout session that then fades to black. I don't need to see everything, but give I don't, me exactly. a little bit.
1: Like give me something. <laughs> Make me believe this is something that is the main event because right now it isn't.
0: Yeah, we see Paul and Stamets kiss all the time, so just give us some kisses.
1: <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> that's that's my one. I mean, I love that you know, they're saying it, but that's all, you're just talking right now. I'm just like, no, it's it's not the main event to me.
0: Yeah, a little more show, a little less tell, right? For for their relationship would be nice. Rios
1: is getting more action.
0: Right, (laughs) with someone who should not be learning this much about Rios.
1: Listen, that (laughs) man needs to just, he has been absolutely, I, I don't understand it. So here's your guy who is like, the captain of La Serena. Mm. I mean, he was like, he's like your, your 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 guy. And I'm thinking like, okay, here's the muscle. And the, captain, fo- of the, the captain of the stargazer. Yeah, he's the captain of the stargazer. First he falls and hits his head and he's out of it. Then he gets arrested and he's in the cage. Then they got to break him out of the bus. Then he falls for this doctor, shows her everything. I'm like, will you really just get back in the mission, please? <laughs> I know they're going to bring this around for me because I'm going to trust That they are, but so far, my my reels, and you know, I have that's my heart there. That's my heart. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) I know I have so many
0: questions about like motivation and what he's sort of thinking in this moment because even I saw somebody and I'll try to retweet it but someone tweeted the other day they were like you literally have him getting arrested and captured by ice in one episode and then maybe an episode and a half later it's just like I love this century real cigars and real food and you're just like But wait, dude, like you've seen the atrocities that are happening here and now, and you're still just like, I don't know, this seems pretty great. It's just like, has he totally fallen head over heels for this doctor in like a way that he's just like totally blindsided, which then
1: lost his mind.
0: Then to me, I'm just like, how are like, what's the what is the situation that's going to happen here? And and I don't know if it's going to end up being, you know, um like a a save the whales star Trek movie situation where we bring someone back to the future because now they've seen too much. I don't know, but you're going to
1: have to, because somebody is saying it right over there. Kung. Yeah. We is going to have to do something. As I said, Chilean explaining to, <laughs> investigations because i'm like you just gotta stop this mess you take it to the ship with wait didn't he know Didn't he laugh? wasn't the boar queen on oh no he knows the boar queen is off the ship when i don't
0: know up. i mean that's another big question i had was just was like, like no. how are they obviously have teleportation systems back online but then right. they're locked out of the ship in some way and, like, you know, I, I I let a lot of things slide for just, like, <laughs> Star Trek technology All magic, right. you know. But speaking of temporal uh, situations, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I, I saw some people talking about in the chat. Mm-hmm. Is the FBI agent at the end supposed to be Lieutenant Duncan from the Voyager episode Relativity? And it is the same actor, which is very interesting to me if they're finally going to bring in some – like, we have – seven of nine who was recruited by this same lieutenant to help solve that oh, issue
1: okay i'm a little weak on my voyage i know which one you're talking about now but i didn't pick that up at all oh, oh so, god I gotta watch that
0: yeah so there's some there's some interesting stuff happening because yeah i was like you can't be messing with time this much and not have some time police
1: show up <laughs> Yeah, they got a couple of people in the chat saying something that I thought was happening. They're going to leave real. I said, there's going to be something that some reason why somebody's going to have to stay behind and get the La Serena back, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to be real. I mean, where was that movie Timeline and and that one guy stayed behind and became a knight and he stayed back? To, you know, <laughs> ever, remember that one when they had the, they were going back in time mm-hmm. and they were going back to the you know days of the knights and he always wanted to be a knight and Whatever. It was a guy from the Three Hundred Spartans. He was the guy oh. that was in that movie. <laughs> if anybody knows the name <laughs> of that movie, put it in the chat. I think it was called Timelines. So he had to stay behind, um, anyway. But I, I don't know because they can't they can't leave my reels behind.
0: I hope not. I'm so be
1: really sad. We're gonna see,
0: but yeah, we'll 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 talk more about that FBI agent. But yeah, I do think yeah, there's the potential um it, it that guy felt too important to just be a random fbi agent so i yes, i
1: think absolutely I,
0: I think something is afoot um
1: but well, i did want to oh go ahead no i was going to say the, the beginning of that scene i mean Guinan and picard that whole scene was i think one of the best scenes of star trek i have ever seen i the whole thing about the Elorians, the bottle calling, the summoning of the cue, she did the hand the I was just out of my mind and then he comes down the stairs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like, who's this guy? He's gotta be somebody. Flaps out the, I, I mean, I lost my mind at the end of that thing. That was great.
0: Yeah. I loved, um, I love Ito's performance as Guinan. I think she does such an incredible job of capturing so many of the like nuances of Whoopi's performance and like the gestures and like that balance of being like a little bit sly and quirky and like mischievous. That's like all of my favorite parts of Guinan. And then, but also still like realizing that she's playing a Guinan that's not that Guinan yet. Like, so right. there's steps that have to happen between right. that. Um, and I'm glad I've always been fascinated by the relationship between the uh, Elarians and and the Qs and, and sort of what's going on there. Um, and I hope we get a good face off battle at some point oh. in this series, because I need it so much. <laughs> I
1: want it so much. I mean, we always knew from Guinan the way Q reacted to her in next gen, that there yeah. was some additional power that she had that, that put him on the defensive. And now we hear that the Allureans are a people that actually went mono or mono with the Q to the point where they had to call a truce. So, yep. you know, what somebody please give me that story. I need it very badly.
0: Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed all of the history and, and the information, like you said, that, that we got in this episode and, um, the thing that kind of the only like nit I will pick about that whole scene is like Picard explained all of this to Tallinn. Where is Tallinn? Like, she, I thought she would be there for this. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna have the gathering of the omniscient time traveling beings, perhaps they should all be there and have a little summit about it. And like, yeah, where is
1: she? <laughs>
0: also, we've definitely seen that, you know, uh, when at least when she's Laris, Laris kicks ass. So it's like I'm ready to see someone punch Q in the face over all of this nonsense. And oh, I feel he's like a sick I, man.
1: he's a sick man. He can't. <laughs> we got to know, like, what's wrong with Q? Because uh, that was just freaking out. Guy like this is this didn't work.
0: I almost oh, thought he wow. was going to walk down the stairs, but because he's been losing his powers, he's no longer a Q because I feel like there's potential that he has messed up the timeline so much that now cues don't exist.
1: Yes. Well, I know. I know. So, uh, I know. There's going to be some big da-da-da-da at the end, and I can't wait because, you know, Picard, that was the only thing I really liked <laughs> Picard said in the whole episode when he said, I have to understand why this is important to Q, and I and I even had a aha moment when he said that. It's like and he said, and then we can go on the offensive. And I'm like, oh, my boy Picard is coming back. All right, he's off the bio bed. <laughs> he's
0: <back>. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's ready to go. Yeah, I um I also think that would have been like my first step though. After you've had this relationship with Q, is to like understand what the point of all of this is. And maybe it's because I'm sitting here with like 20 different stories that need to be wrapped up at this point in the series. Cause right. I'm like, okay, we got Soon who's like trying to run over uh the uh Renee. We've got Renee, we're trying to get on a spaceship. We got to get that spaceship up into space. We have to figure out if Q has lost all his powers. Do Q still exist? We eventually have to get this Borg Queen under control. We gotta de borgify like, Girardi.
1: Right. <laughs> we gotta get the you know, we gotta get this La working again. You got everything is locked out and it's like, okay, you're in a mess here.
0: And then we gotta go back to our regular timeline. And I think we what only have four episodes left. So yeah, I'm like...
1: <laughs> exactly. So that's why I don't appreciate you mucking around in his head for like a half a you know, forty-five minutes. <laughs> let's go but okay you know that's what they did that's what they did but um i don't know it was just i i did love one line a, a guy in when she said ask is that what just happened <laughs> that was so that was so whoopee and the other thing i loved about this and we've talked about this on one of our shows was that i think it was the doctor in in the mind He said even your closest friends call you Captain. And I said, Not Raffi. She calls him JL and not Guinan. She calls mm-hmm. him Picard. I was like, Ah, oh, yeah. There's two people that are like, No, you're not planning this mess with me. Okay. Everybody else. But well, those um, are
0: probably good. the two people at this point who've actually gotten to know him more than anyone else, you know, besides maybe the original. you know, bridge crew um, and, and those people in his life, you know, outside of that. And it's interesting that even those people seemingly that what we've seen in Picard, the series, and, and they sort of touched on it in series one is that he did lose touch with a lot of those folks for many years. And so there's a distance that's made between him and people who actually get to know
1: him. Um, So I think that's going to be. I used everybody. And. Mm -hmm. And even Rios had that one line that like broke my heart where he said, I look at him as a father figure, even though he doesn't look at me as a son. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh,
0: yeah, it was um a little, a little self-aware. I was just like, how much therapy have you been in uh, <laughs> <laughs> for you to be like, yeah, I have dad issues, <laughs> you know? Just,
1: just putting it out there. <laughs> he, he he knows he has that. Well, he was. What was he reading on the very first episode? He was reading that something. He was reading some really deep philosophical book. And he spent a few moments thinking about it. So,
0: yeah, I mean, all of his ships, like assistants, are himself. So
1: he's he's <laughs> obviously got a few things going on.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I love his character. Please don't leave him behind in this horrible century.
0: I know Crystal Ball is great. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat here. We got Marge. Oh, a
1: lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, like Mariah, I think the Q are incapacitated or potentially don't exist. Picard is going to have to save the Qs. That would be interesting. Yeah,
1: how about that?
0: Um, Let's see. Uh, Kuhn says, as long as they don't use the lame logic from TOS in Tomorrow is Yesterday to make the doctor and her kid forget everything by transporting them back into their bodies before they learned Rio's secret. That could also be Interesting. (laughs) Go back.
1: They could just use that, you know, that Romulan thing and just wipe it. Cause she's got that, she's got the, mm. you know, kind of like that Harry Potter thing. Whoop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, or men in black. They just yeah, erase yeah, the, I, the, yeah, the
1: yeah, I like the string Out of her head, the head. And I like the pensive thing kind of better, but <laughs> no, let's mm-hmm. not mix our franchises. <laughs>
0: well, I think you still remember it. That's just like a way for you to like, yeah, for the remember all. To pick <laughs> you, you pick it up. Um, the wands let's see i don't see any other pods um rio seems to always have daddy issues with his captions
1: <laughs> yeah he does he knows it he's like yep i have a tendency to do this i that
0: that is an interesting point stress free K. what's up with the i dream of genie bottle and is there only one and Guinan happens to have him
1: <laughs> no thank you stress free K. i was with the why does she have the bottle I'm like and, you know, did you notice that the bottle was almost kind of empty? It looked like.
0: Yeah. So, like, do you only get to call for them so often? or it like they've
1: been calling them a few times. I don't know. She said every time you want to summon a queue. I'm like, well, you've been down in that bottle because you're down to, like, the last.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> was, was like- there, I'm like, going- a, a division of the bottles, like, or were there <laughs> multiple and she only has, like, a small amount of them?
1: Uh, you know, like, what was that about? It was cut up, like, you know. What was like what do the um Ferengi do they cut you up and dissect you into little pieces and sell them all off everybody got a, <laughs> everybody got a little bottle. That's a little bottle you know yeah. that's the it was a big bottle and everybody got a little bottle
0: potentially but potentially.
1: yeah, that was weird. i I thought the same thing like how does she, why does she have the bottle? That's very interesting. of the Q truce.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess like we'll probably find out more specifically about her in this qu- in this Q, our Q, um, since they seem to have a relationship um, that's from before any of any of this and into the future. Um, what do you think is Q's? motivations for all of this do you think he was trying to do one final test for Picard and it backfired or do you think this is all a part of Q's bigger uh trial
1: oh I I I think it's all about Q (laughs) you know he he needs Picard to do something I mean you know I, I think he's truly not trying to help us he's trying to help him I think Picard nailed it when he figured it out that we have to find out why this is so important to Q.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm also still like very intrigued as to how Dr. Soong is going to play out into all of this. Mm -hmm. And I also wish at this point, um, I was hoping we'd get some flash or moment into, um, Cora slash Soji, um, and and because we had that big reveal where she essentially finds out that she is a science experiment, and then we got right. no real like what's the what's the consequence of this new information for her?
1: Exactly, um, she just stalked off, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just like ended with her in this like montage of terribleness, and then like we haven't seen her since. So oh,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm like, well, what happened to that story? I don't know, and it's just I can't keep it straight. Sometimes somebody else said that there's twenty twenty threads in here, and it's all mm-hmm. just getting to be a bit much. But I love that. I love I I I do, but I don't know. It's, I don't see how all of this stuff is going to tie out. Yeah, it's gonna be it's but that's gonna be, why I'm not in a writer's room.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I I have hope that they're gonna stick all of the landings. There's just a lot of landings to make at this point, you know, which yeah. makes me nervous, but I um, you know, am s- a fan of a lot of the people who work on this show. And and I always liked as someone who makes things, it's so hard to make anything. So it's just like the process yeah. in it of itself is incredible. And I will say, I really enjoyed a lot of the artistic direction in this particular oh, episode.
1: Let's talk about it. Yes.
0: Um, I thought there was some really beautiful and creative moments uh, within like the dungeon and the dream sequence and like that beautiful painting that they put together on the glass. On the, the glass. Um, that yes. Picard and his mother are painting at the beginning, and it has the the story that's being sort of played out there. And then when that all started to come to life, I thought it was really
1: scary. Yeah,
0: very effective. Um, and then I I saw in the interview with um, with Ito on um, the Ready Room, she was talking about the impact that the set designers really had um, for the the bar bar. for for 10 forward and how she really felt like it was Guinan's bar and like the attention to detail that sort of went into that. And, and I, I, there's so many extra little Easter eggs. I feel like every time I watch some of these things that I see that they've planted in places that I just like, like always shouts to props and set decorators are really just like, hustling
1: (laughs) such a great job on on this show I mean I I love watching the show you know I actually sometimes even just watch it without the sound on because I'm just looking at it and just uh, because you know I see it so many times (laughs) I end up watching it with no sound just to see what's going on because sometimes it just distracts you there's so much information so much verbal information that I, I like to just watch it sometimes and it's just a joy every week. The ship looks great. I do, uh, you know, and that's. Like, I think that's why I get a little irritated by the the dark scenes because I want to see everything because mm-hmm. they're doing such a great job, you know. And um, you just kind of like, oh, I wanna, what is going on? But oh, did anybody? Okay, I had one thought when he was talking about. He said, uh, "Once upon a time, he was telling the story. There was a queen with the fiery red hair." Did anyone else go right to Beverly Crusher? I was like, "Can we just?" <laughs>
0: I hadn't gone there. I went to, I think because I know what Annie looks like in real
1: life. I went to the Borg queen. (laughs) I went right to Beverly. I was Beverly. I was like, come on, you know, that's your love. I know you're messing around with these Romulan women, but listen, let's get back to the real love. Justice for Beverly. Uh, Yes. I'm sure there's some cubicle in that brain that we need to go in there and find out where he put her. So, but yeah, and I thought of her when he talked about the red hair.
0: I, um, and, and i feel like now once i the it was um once we were shown that it was his father you know or revealed to us that it was his father it made more sense to me um but when the doctor is like, you're not very good at telling stories. And I was like, that's not true. Picard is very good at telling stories. Like that's all he does is give us long speeches that have long a story <laughs>
1: speeches
0: <laughs> to like inspire us to do things like even, even in this series, like his beautiful conversation with Renee last episode, yeah. which I thought was one of the best scenes last episode, true. um, you know, he is very good with his words and figuring out ways to, like, inspire people and to move things forward and to solve problems. And so when the doctor's just like, you're not very good at telling stories, are you? When he's like, the queen is female. And
1: I was like. This no. is- <laughs> no, no. But his mother said to him, you will become the pr- you are the prince and you will mm-hmm. be able to lead your people in times of dire straits or whatever she said to him. And I was like, yep. Uh huh. He's gonna do that. So you know, I I don't know. Yeah, but I
0: I felt like the dad reveal made it made sense to me because then it's like the dad was he's always had this conflict right where his dad is always sort of nitpicking and and not um you know supportive and he goes farther
1: than that. He said his father was a monster. I mean, even Mm -hmm. in even in the earlier ones, he was saying that his father was hard on him the point of abuse not like oh he was just a difficult guy to get along with he's saying that this man was horrible to him Mm -hmm. and you know so there's a whole another chapter after this scene with the mother whatever's gonna happen with that you know that this man now you know maybe he can't deal with whatever happens you know and he takes it out on his son so Mm -hmm. you know maybe he's gonna find out that there's a reason why he was such a bad dad
0: yeah that would be interesting to see that um kind of play out and I know um john Stewart has um uh he has talked about um you know his own personal history with abuse in his family and so mm-hmm. and that this was something that he is um that he they're he sort of tackling
1: yeah mm-hmm. putting script for him sure
0: and uh and they're kind of addressing within it but i mm. I, I think a lot of picard's maybe hesitation and and like his inability to communicate effectively within his own mind when he's faced to his father is that there's then that fear that in like he's almost like um been warped back to childhood right like he's not the man that he is in of this course. particular space like he is that that boy that's running through and gets his foot caught and now cannot find his his mama <laughs> you know mama. like,
1: mama. like <laughs> oh not this kid again but you know i mean you are trying to tell such a serious story that i really i i don't like feeling that i don't like just these sequences because they're trying to tell us something key but i don't like these sequences <laughs> yeah i'm
0: hoping we get some closure which i think will yeah. help the sequences feel more purposeful and and less like a like a distraction from this yeah, like main just, plot points right let's
1: go you know I, I, you're right because we only have four you know i don't know how many more do we have this is i this think one two three some, i think sometimes i, I think yeah, only three, three. yeah yeah, and sometimes there's so much that gets told in these stories, but, um, you know, I don't know how they're going to get it all in there. But like you said, somebody's saying in the chat, it's fine if they leave some of the threads for the third season. I'm like, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we will see.
0: Um, Carmen says maybe we can have some 60-minute episodes. We need those extra 15 minutes to further some of these plot lines. Agree. These last two episodes have felt a little short, so I'm hoping we – we. Um, get somewhere. Kuhn also, this was a fun point. Um, well, I like, uh,
1: Itos. That's Itos portrayal. I was
0: like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to practice her last name so I get yeah. it correct. Um, Itos portrayal. I'm glad it was Q who appeared when she made the Guinan hand gesture. It should be Whoopi when we get confrontation with Q. That would be no. fun for Whoopi to come back yeah. for the battle.
1: Yeah. Or maybe we can
0: have both Guinans because who knows all all time is off.
1: <laughs> come on, you know, really, it's going to be we had we had. Yeah. It's going to be, you don't know what's going to happen. This is all messed up, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, every season they got me, what the heck is going to happen next?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm watching every week. So they've got me. Um, Marge brings up an interesting idea. Is John Luke's mom a queen, a board queen? She might've struggled with mental illness, but maybe there's more to it.
1: That could be interesting. I, I, very are going, going in circles now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea though, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm
0: always I'm a big fan for wild theories. I love yeah. just like throwing them out there and being like maybe there'll be a tiny nugget of truth in here, but most likely this is just <laughs> wishful thinking for something. <laughs> really wild. Um well, did you have anything else you wanted to talk
1: about in this particular episode? Well, uh no, but one thing I do want to mention is that I always look at the opening credits, you know, because they always pretty much, even Discovery, they yep. tell us so much in those opening credits. And we still don't know what that infamous looking transwarp conduit thing, that little mm. circle thing, you know, because when Q gave um, Sung the card with the phone number on it, and of course I dialed it, that's oh, same, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, imp- that was the same image on that mm-hmm. card and I was like okay well I'm, I'm thinking you know that's going to be how they get home I don't know but then there's like this other ship in the thing and there's, there's a lot of little things in the credits that still have to come so I'm hopeful for like some real big Boom bam you know Voyager kind of ending you know
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean potentially if this guy is um is our lieutenant from Voyager this FBI agent there oh, is right. potential that there is like the time traveling ship that has essentially come to be like why are you in this timeline what is going on everything is is not where it should be everything is not okay we have to fix a bunch of stuff um and so maybe this will be the answer to to finally Fix our temporal woes, if you will. <laughs>
1: mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's still, oh man, that that uh, I love that ending. I, I also, blip. I'm law enforcement. Oh mm,
0: snap! Oh snap! Um, I also think now that you have me thinking about the credits, it's such a good point, Sabrina. Like, um, I feel like there's that close-up eye shot of Picard. Yes, before it's the big reveal, and it reminds me so much of Loc- Locutus, Locutus, and I'm wondering. If we really gotta go back to where it's all started, you know it's gonna
1: happen. Because we heard and We heard. We heard some voices when he, when she went in, when Talon went into the his yep. mind, and she said, "Well, if this is you sober, a five drink Picard must be five. <laughs> must be a good time." <laughs> So five drink Picard must really be something. I just lost it on that line. So, um, you know, this, this, this episode had some of the best line. What was it Oh, I'm, I'm from Chile. I just work in space. Thank yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> I, I totally forgot
0: about this thing, but, and it's like so small, but why did Rios give the doctor the device from seven to administer to Picard?
1: Like, you're the one it's who knows how to use the technology. Giving it to her, and you know, I'm like, oh my god, he's been—they've made real so useless in this thing. He doesn't even know how to use the, you know, come on. And and then, okay, so when she turned it on, then we went back into the scene with the little boy, and his head was glowing in the back. Right? Did anybody catch that? Was that supposed to be? You know what I'm talking about? Was the little boy's head glowing? Yes, is that what you mean? Yeah, oh, there was I like a little spot that. on his head. Like I was like, is that what she's aiming the thing? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm seeing too much in this. Yeah, obviously.
0: I don't. I mean, potentially
1: that's like the neurons are firing. You know, who knows? Like <laughs> that's right. But, yep, Chupi's saying it. We heard Locutus in his head. We got it. Locutus has got to show mm-hmm. up. Something's got to happen.
0: Yep, Locutus is central Locutus. to all of this.
1: Always right. has been. and Okay. Yeah. The bell riots. I know that I think that was like a red herring, the bell riots, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think something's going to happen with that too. Uh,
0: Michael, given what we know that the entire TNG crew is returning next season, not just for a cameo, what are the chances we lose a Picard character this season? I mean, we've already technically lost um, our uh, Romulan. Oh my gosh. Now that he hasn't been here for so long, how am I forgetting his name? Um,
1: oh, the the, the one that, that was in love with Soji, or the one that was
0: no, the one that uh, that Rafi's been upset about that's been seeing all of oh, over the Elnor, place. I know Elnor. Poor Elnor.
1: where was Elnor, he's just gone. I know,
0: poor Elnor. We'll we'll see what happens with all of our newer Picard characters as we know the fate real of season just three.
1: Elnor is gone, you know, Rafi and Seven are talking smack about being the. the you know, the thing and they ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. My only hopes are for you know Gerardi to bring me through this and, and nine to bring me to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um this is an interesting it looked like the little Prince Picard had a magical key at the end. And any ideas what that could be?
1: Yeah uh, he did. I'm he not did. sure. It was a beautiful piece it was a beautiful piece of work. I mean mm-hmm. I just love this whole design crew. I mean whatever that key was it was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, the prop design and stuff is always so good on this show. I um I also liked the oh we grabbed clothes from the um lost and, lost found, and found that all magically fit,
1: <laughs> of course,
0: <laughs> and look pretty decent.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, Rios has just been something in this one. I, I'm I'm holding our hope that he's going to come through big time because we need him back in his full captain, you know, cigar smoking self, and not this bumbling, stumbling. Yeah, and I found I found I found a girl, and I'm gonna stay. I'm like, oh, you come, come on! You I'm sure galaxy. you can
0: find the version of her in the future.
1: <laughs> you know, right? He's gonna walk in the one that just looks just like her or something. Yeah, that would be nice. But uh, how about I? I did like the writing in this, and I will say when they talked about the Elorians, and I and I I just loved everything. Like I said, that is one of my favorite scenes ever in like the entire franchise. That scene with Guinan and Picard. And she said, every action vibrates. Every word has resonance. Metal and liquid can capture the half-life of a moment. <laughs> it was like, well, Picard, you need to put your shiggity in an Elurian bottle and toss it out the hatch, you know, because <laughs> you, know, you need something, brother.
0: <laughs> Let's put all the trauma into a bottle and Guinan can keep it for you. <laughs> <laughs> And then y'all can smash it.
1: (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I said, you need one of those bottles, for card, But um, I don't know that. I thought the writing was just gorgeous. Some of the lines were so funny and sharp. And then, you know, sometimes it feels to me sometimes, and I don't know how the writer's room works. And I do love, I love the plot, what's going on, this whole plot overall. But sometimes I think they've got the plot. You know, here's here's what we got to do. And then the writer comes in and they've got to somehow wrap all this stuff that they've got around this skeleton of the plot, you know, the arc of this series, the series, you know, the, the year. And so sometimes, you know, you've got these really great scenes that just seem to be like, you know, wow, if I could only just get rid of this stuff that they told me I got to write. You know, <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know how it's going, but there was just some beautiful scenes in there that just got
0: yeah i've uh, i've commented that i think this season would be better in a binge model like if they were dropping like three episodes at a time i mean as someone who has to review episodes i appreciate the week to week but like yeah i i think a lot of these it feels like they figured out the whole season and then yes. just arbitrary i mean i know it's not arbitrarily they probably no. thought about it a lot but yeah yeah it just feels like we're getting these like stopping points that shouldn't be the actual stopping points like it's just meant to watch the whole way
1: through it it just has to be it's got to be the 45 minutes so they got to stop it there but yeah that's exactly and that and that is so true because i too like the anticipation of each episode coming up i mean it makes my day knowing it's thursday and yes to the new star trek i don't want to binge the whole thing on the first go round um, so yeah, I want to see it, and then but that gives you enough time to like, why is he doing this? You know, we're all crapping and yelling. And, I don't know, and then we're thinking about all this stuff. Yeah. and We're gonna be all wrong, you know. But that's part of the that's part of the love of it too. That's the fun.
0: That's why we love it. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it.
1: <laughs> Talk smack and be wrong. You know.
0: <laughs> that's why they don't pay us the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> That's why we're sitting here. But, you know, I love this whole dissection of each episode and the why and the how come. But I have faith in the writer's room of Picard. They came through for me first season. You know, they really did. I was kind of like waffling there on a couple of episodes. I don't know where you're going, but they tied it up, brought in the Titan, you know, brought in yep. freaks. All right. so I, I have I have complete faith in them for this season, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I do as well. I think it's going to be, you know, I think it started out really strong. I think we're getting ah. some confusing, timey-wimey stuff here in the middle. We're Jeremy Barrowing our way through it. And exactly. we'll eventually get to the end and be like, oh, I see now. <laughs> I see what you were doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stress Free K is telling Teresa's son is so enjoyable. Yes, I want, I want a gold star for that kid. He is hilarious. I love him. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go touch everything. everything. <laughs> Another great line. I was just like, ah, don't touch anything. It's Ew. all Borgified. You're going to be
1: a then, tiny baby Borg. And then Rios just lets the kid go. I'm like, no, he's stop him. <laughs> They're a warp coiled the thing that this kid should not be. You know, he just went running off through the ship. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just I can't. I can't with this guy today. It is going to be really funny when
0: that kid runs into a hollow uh, version of Rio oh, somewhere God. on the ship. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, he is going to run into something that's going to be totally taken away. He's, he's traumatized now. Actually, he's not traumatized. He's totally riding with it. He's like, cool. You're from out When he yeah, says, I'm human. And she said, when somebody has to convince you that here, this is not good, this is whatever she said. I like Teresa. I do. I really like her character. And I hope, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but, you know, stay yeah. or go or whatever. We're going to have the big goodbye and it's going to break my heart. But yeah. I, I do love this. I love the relationship. I love it. But um, I don't know why it." <laughs> I really hope the dead Borg was removed. <laughs> he got this kid
0: running around and there's just a a, a, a torso Borg queen hanging out. You no, know,
1: I mean, you know, the, I mean, he just let the kid go running through the ship. I, I'm like, Reals. <laughs> <laughs> that hit of the head was really substantial, wasn't it?
0: I guess. Maybe it it's, just hit him in like the the right place. Oh, um, well, she fixed oh, him up. That's a a good point. It's a confederation ship. I'd hate to imagine what the holograms
1: are like. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. At least he's
0: human. um, So they won't be (laughs) too, too bad. Um, Well, Sabrina, this has been truly a joy. I'm so glad you could join us this week. Um, Oh,
1: I have loved it because
0: I I definitely wanted to.
1: (laughs) Talk to somebody about this episode today.
0: <laughs> yes. And um, please remind our audience where they can follow you, where they can follow the Sci-Fi Sisters and and promote promote all of the things.
1: You can find us on uh, our, own pod- our own website, which is sci That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Again, you can find our podcast on com forward slash Sci-Fi Sisters. And we're on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook, all as Sci-Fi Sisters. I think one of them is Sci-Fi.Sisters. But you can get us on all three of those um, platforms. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
0: Um, yes, this has been so great. Please check out Sabrina and the Sci-Fi Sisters. They're wonderful. They're doing great things. They have such insightful, wonderful um, podcast episodes. So please go take a listen to what they've got going on. You. Um, y'all do a great job and i'm so glad you were here this week oh thank you i know thank you thank you guys and say hi everybody in the chat hi everybody <laughs> and thank you to everyone who joined us for the live chat we do appreciate it you can find all of our things at star trek um you can follow us on twitter and instagram at star trek pod star trek uh discovery pod And, um, you can also make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit that notification bell. So, you know, when we're going (laughs) live, we will be back next week and we're going to have, um, the Dura sisters are joining us next week. Oh yeah. Um, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really great time. Um, and yeah, we've got some other fun guests coming down the pipeline as well. Uh, so make sure you keep an eye on our social media for that. But otherwise, thank you so much again, Sabrina, for joining. Thank you all for watching and listening. And until next time, live long and prosper. (laughs) Bye. Bye.